Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Sorry for the technical difficulties there at the very beginning. Uh, welcome to the Believe and Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan and the Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. It is uh, the end of wildcard weekend, getting into the divisional round. We'll give you our thoughts on what we saw on a wild wildcard weekend, uh, some surprises from a couple of teams, and uh, we give you our picks uh, going forward for the divisional round on. We'll give the Believe and Panther picks um, – Kind of like what we do in the preseason, where we go through like the schedule, and uh, Skyler and Stu will uh, make their picks. I'll I'll be a tiebreaker if necessary. Hold on, does yo? <laughs> How up? about them Cowboys? Ah. We tried to tell you, does we tried to tell to them. you? Just, I, I, you wouldn't listen. That. You, would. you wouldn't <laughs> I'm, listen. I don't know if anybody expected that though. That was that was an ass whooping. Like they literally like. By the youngest kid in the class, <laughs> like literally the youngest kid in the class is picked on the bully and just in their backyard and just, I I, I don't know. Have you ever have, you've seen one of those games or been in one of those games where it's like from the very beginning, like you already know, <laughs> like yeah. it's going to be like all day. And that's what it felt like. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't know if you are, how, how do you, how do you remain a Cowboys fan right now? Uh, they're kind of like the um, like out of like out of, out of like just habit of, or something. Like the habitual, the habitual like pain and misery. Is that worse? Um, is that worse than what we just went through? Like, was it worse to oh, go twelve worse. and five it's, and get to the playoffs worse. and get curb stomped like that? <laughs> it's, it's worse because you have the expectations that you actually have proof of concept. Like, oh, we we win games. We have a really good team. We have really good players. We have a really good chance of winning playoff games. And then you go out there the way they did, you just piss down your leg. Yep. <laughs> no excuse. National TV, no excuse. And then the, one of the things that really struck me, though, was McCarthy. Man, look, I get it, man. It's hard to win games in the NFL, but – the fact that you had to go out there and admit that we weren't ready, y'all saw that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they quotations in 2024, January, what, 15th? 16th. 16th. No, when, yeah, when, 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 when did they lose? Two days ago? Uh, Was that Saturday night when that happened? Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So, four, yeah, the 14th or the 13th of January 2024, <laughs> you lose to the Green Bay Packers 
in a embarrassing way at home. I mean, the score was what the score was, but really and truly, um, Dak Prescott, you know, he threw from them yards. He he got his he got going, but it was all garbage time by then. Yeah, the score th- that score is not right. They should have yeah. they should have like an asterisk by that score because it's really they like were in, they were in garbage time. Yeah. After I'm the second quarter. I stopped watching it like after once the Packers got to 48. I stopped watching it and I was like, wow. And then by the time they showed the score, it was like 48 to 32 or something. I was like, how did the Cowboys score two touchdowns in like three minutes? Yeah, <laughs> I turned it off for like five seconds and I thought it was going to be like. I don't know, sixty-five to ten or something. Yeah. He said the fact that he said that they weren't ready. Okay, sir. Well, it's the playoffs, and that's your job. Your job is to be ready. Get them ready, like yeah, and to get them ready. Something doesn't go well, such as an interception thrown by Dak Prescott. Like I don't know what he was looking at, but but you know. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot there that's just like, hey, look, things happen, but you're not going to just sit up there and blame it on the fact that you wasn't ready. <laughs> like, you, you Dallas Cowboys. You better like, take the Mike Tyson's approach. Everybody got a plan until they got hit in the mouth. Well, they you got, got hit, hit in the mouth, mouth and yeah. you just you just on national television <laughs> like prove <laughs> that you are not capable of being ready. So I don't want to see him he better not. He better not be having no interviews with the Panthers. Who? Uh, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. That yeah, who did man. I see? I saw uh, Travis uh, T Bone Hancock. Did he get, uh, did he get fired? Yet? Uh, not not oh, as yeah. ten fifty. I don't think so. Um, man, look, we he, were here talking like he fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, T Bone was on Twitter like a couple days, like right after that. He was like, "The funny, I don't know, ironic part about all this is going to be when Mike McCarthy's named the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers in a couple." Nah. Days. Like. Oh, that sounds like something that could actually go down. No, I don't want that to happen. And look, but. I believe that he he he's proven that he can win games, but he's also had, he just proved to us the other night that he said that they weren't ready. And I don't like that answer because if that is the first thing that's coming out of your brain, that means that you really feel that that you weren't ready, which means what were you doing? This whole time, the the pressure, the the pressure, I guess, is built up. You're not ready for the pressure. You're not ready. You're not ready to, to lead a team to greatness. Then you can't you be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You got all the guys on the team that you need. Yeah, but another thing. Oh, oh, before I even forget. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. Shout out to our boy Cam Newton because he was right. He was oh. right. All these game managers running around out here, like he was right. He every single one he named showed up and showed out in terms of game manager esque type activity yes. over the weekend, including Dak Prescott. Um, there there is a difference between a game changer and a game manager. Josh Allen, that fifty six yard run or whatever he had, yeah, game changers do that. Yeah, he like that awkward. I was not going down. That was a juke move. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, ooh, looks like he twisted his like MCL or something on that. Because he kind of does like a little twist and then just kind of keeps running. <laughs> but yeah, that was like that's a game changer. Juke. That's game changer. Like, I want to hear – I keep seeing people trying to compare like Tom Brady to like game – or he became a game changer and this other stuff. No, Tom Brady became an excellent elite game manager. He, he learned to manage the game – at the highest level possible. But Tom Brady can't run no 53-yard scramble for a touchdown across the whole defense. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's game changer. Game changer is we need to we need to figure out what the definition is cuz Cam didn't give the full complete definition. It really should be like 
A guy that can physically change the game. A guy that can physically do anything on the field. Something you haven't seen before a lot of times. You're just like, what is that? Like like when Pat Mahomes throws those sidearm throws or whatever, that's game. That's different. Like there's so much of a difference between the two. And I get frustrated when people – I think people want to equate game changer to winner. So when you don't call Tom Brady a game changer, it's almost like you're insulting him. But in in actuality – there's not that many game changers. Like Cam said it best. That's why I want to give him his flowers at the beginning of the show because he said there's only four, three or four in the whole league, and we watched one of them. Josh Allen go take it the distance. And Pat Mahomes. So, like, oh, yeah, not open. All right, yeah. bye. And I, I like the <laughs> fact that Pat Mahomes' wide receivers decided to start catching the football first round of the playoffs because he was yeah, throwing yeah. darts and they were he, they were catching all of them. Um, yeah. If they're going to catch the football, I don't know if I can bet against Kansas City, uh, which is a weird reason to. <laughs> to have to very, be this very late. basic, very <laughs> yeah. basic. Can then... <laughs> hey, you catch the ball? If you yeah. catch it, we'll win. Like frequently, like can you continue to catch the ball during the game? Hey, I'm, I'm gonna pick you. So, um, I, I, so is Dallas the biggest surprise for you guys from Wild Card Weekend? Because I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody was surprised by the Philly thing, all the drama that's going on there, and I, I don't know. I mean, Something I, actually, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm not surprised the Cowboys laid an egg because we've seen that a million times. I'm more surprised the way that Jordan Love has come along. Oh, man. This dude is looking like a freaking bona fide stud. Hey, how, listen how, to me. How, how bona fide stud, elite, mm. dog, X Factor, game changer. Uh, game changer. Uh, yep. he, that is, yep. like, he has all the intangibles you want uh, as far as a quarterback goes and just a guy on your team. That's just gonna get it done, bro. That drive was it before the before the half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. went down like like he he went up there, hushed the defense, pointed who Mike was. It looked like backed up, changed the play. Oh, he changed for like three seconds too. Noisy, yeah, yeah. All the things going on for a guy, he was composed. I mean, unrattled. But let's talk about their receivers right quick. Dobbs. Dobbs? You see, you said something in a text message last night. You said, Dobbs, yeah. still open. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it before. Like, literally, there would be, like, screenshots of him, like, from the camera catching the football, and there's no one, <laughs> like, anywhere yeah. in the screen. I'm like, where's the defense? Like, for 15 yeah, yards. Like, they have a roster. I just want to know how – like, Skylar, do you have any, like – knowledge of how their roster came to be in the sense of their receiving core? Well, I know that offseason, I think that was the year that they lost Devontae, right? Or they were preparing yeah. to lose him. So Last year, yeah. They yeah. they just took a lot of swings in the draft because you got him. They also got Christian Watson in that draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they may have added a tight end in that draft. I actually think they took three or four pass catchers. I remember because it was funny because we were all joking that, oh, they finally – Aaron Rodgers finally yeah. leaves and they and finally started blocking wide receivers. Yeah. So, yeah, they loaded up. Um, and actually, actually, that was Rodgers last year, if you remember, because there was all this complaining about these rookies maybe aren't as good as they thought. There was a lot yeah. of drops that was going on. I remember that. That was Aaron's last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then well, as soon as he leaves, they, they blossom, of course, but. Well, whatever is happening there, it's working because, yeah. I mean, I was expecting Jaden Reed to be the guy, you know, during that game. And then Romeo Dobbs is like, they, it's like the offensive coordinator was like, all right, Reed, 
We're gonna take a seat. You're gonna have to take a seat at this game, fellow. Because <laughs> what they're gonna do is they're gonna think that, you know, they're gonna have to roll over to you. And we just gonna make sure we hit Dobbs across the middle of the field because we're gonna be wild. <laughs> it's gonna be open. It's gonna be open. Yo, you and, know, then, <laughs> and then, and then Dontavian, Don, Dontavian Wicks, yeah. Uh, Wicks, like this kid comes out of nowhere. I mean, like they're just loaded at the wide receiver position, which like just goes to show you, like, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have, like, a great quarterback. But when you have people to throw to, makes it makes the, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. It makes guys go to that line of scrimmage, under the center, in gun, and have the confidence to sling it and and do whatever is necessary to make plays, and you know, the offensive line held up. I mean, there's just a lot there that's just like the Green Bay Packers look like they can actually win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like, something to like, say about they, a young team getting confidence. Like, that's what you were watching. They're, they're looking at – I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers right now thinking to myself, hopefully this break, you know, was was everything you needed. I was about to because, say, hold on now, because the 49ers and the Cowboys, I ain't going to do that to them because <laughs> as much as no, I was rooting for the Cowboys, no, I'm still rooted in reality. But, like but if I'm the 49ers <laughs> and I'm watching that game, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's a mirror image right now, like at, at very yeah. least. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you got to make sure you come prepared for these four receivers and then <laughs> and Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, they got two back. They got two backs back there too. Oh man, Aaron Jones, buddy had two touchdowns all year. Who would you? Who, he was like the kid from Michigan uh, the week before. Who would you take, Brock Purdy right now or Jordan Love? Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, okay. that's what I was thinking I'm taking too. Jordan. I'm taking Jordan Love over like. That was my next question. At least 28 of the other quarterbacks in the league. Jordan in the Love, NFC, like, Jordan Love elevates yeah. those guys around him. Brock Purdy yeah. is elevated by the guys around him. Game changer. Mm. That's what game changers do. Like that C, and I love this because I should have changed the title of this to <laughs> game, changer, game Changers because that's kind of what it is. So, yeah, I was surprised with Jordan Love's play. We saw a little bit of it when we played them. Um, I, I, I find it funny when people were like uh, – well, when the Panthers played such and such team, they did this to him or did that to him. We didn't do anything to anybody, okay? <laughs> we didn't do anything. Whatever happened that day was probably just like a blip on that other team's like year when they look back on it. Like we don't know what happened that day. Like it was just a rock fight. We went to Charlotte, but uh, playing Green Bay was Green Bay the game when we when we scored thirty points. That was the last game we scored points, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's the last time they scored was uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So yeah, so like zero points ago, in twenty twenty four. My gosh, so Green Bay, uh, another team we saw earlier this year that we actually beat. That was actually Houston. surprised, but the Houston Texans. Um, we I I, uh, I had a tweet go viral over uh, the weekend again, fellas. Um, and again, it had something to do with Bryce Young. I wasn't even insulting the kid. Like, I wasn't even talking about it. I don't know if either one of y'all saw it, but I put out a tweet uh, during the Houston game where I was like, look, guys, it's okay at this point for us to sit back and question whether or not the Panthers got the number one pick right in picking Bryce Young because C.J. Stroud is different. He's just different. I'm sorry. He's just, When I'm watching, he's a different dude. Like, he, it's just different. And, man – you know, the meme of Jon Snow, like, taking out the sword and, like, all all these people are coming out. Boy, the Bryce Young lovers, man, they came in spades. Like, they came after me, like, out the shadows. People 
requoting the tweet and putting it out. Last time I looked at it, it had been viewed like 75,000 times. And I was just like, I wasn't even talking about Bryce Young. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I've been rooting for Bryce Young all year. And now that was the one thing uh, Yo, I'm gonna tell you why we that was frustrating me the most. Bad, People would get on black. Well, we can see we can see clearly here who, who hasn't watched Panther football or any kind of tape on the Panthers this year. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you serious right now? Like, I literally had to watch games. Watch through fourth quarters where I know nobody else is with me. <laughs> like I'm gonna just watch it by myself, and I'm getting accused of not watching them play this year because people get so offended if you mention Bryce Young's name, and that's where we are right now, uh, franchise-wise, in terms of our quarterback stuff. Houston looks like Green Bay in the AFC. Um, yeah, and I heard somebody say, and I want to know Stu's thoughts on this because he was on this team. He, someone told me online, they were like, "I I used to live in Charlotte." The vibes in Houston right now remind me of 2015 Charlotte, where the whole city is just like a buzz about the Texans and what they're doing. Um, wh- what was it like in Charlotte? Like, I-, I came to a game early that year. I think it was the Texans game, actually. It was like week three or four, um, and it was hot. I remember that. What was it like in the city? Like, walking around the city during that season when, you know, not necessarily because you're 15 and one room, just any any year when you're rolling – Charlotte's a different city. Like when when the team mm-hmm. is good, there's like a buzz to it. And when he said that about Houston, at first I was kind of like, nah. I mean, they were ten to seven. Like what? But then I th- started thinking about the year they had, and we talked about it last week between Deshaun Watson, uh, them firing all those coaches. Like they only won what three games last year? I think they went from worst to first. So I mean, they deserve to have this fun. Uh, now I was just curious, what was it like back then? It was it was a it was definitely electrifying. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of music like that I even listen to that just kind of like <laughs> brings me to the memories, right? Oh, I mean, back, that was back when Future was hot. Yeah. Chris Brown switched up his whole R and B R and B mood to you know to to rap hip hop like <laughs> Migos dab Migos, all yeah all that stuff like, that's going on right now yeah it, it, it was a fun time like you know everywhere you went you know people recognized you know and 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 chose to you know recognize and give the flowers of you know just making you know sports fun in Charlotte um you know not just the fact that we were winning but how we were winning and, and you know the pictures on the on the sideline, um, you know giving balls away after touchdowns, and and oh, a lot of community endeavors that you know you know guys were showing up to you know supporting each other, um, you know with their foundations and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know we were out in the city, like you know going going to dinners, having dinners with each other, like. I mean, the camaraderie that we've had and experienced in being amongst the city and being able to go to restaurants, being, I mean, be at the grocery store, you know, and you get that, keep pounding, you know, and, and, and have it actually mean something positive, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and a sense of pride. And when you see, you know, people, on, you know, driving to work or whatever, and they got their Panther flags on their car, or you see a panther flag coming, you know, from, you know, the front door of someone's house, you know, you take pride in that um, because you know you're doing something good in the community. Um, you're putting smiles on people, people's faces, and you're just making sports fun. 
And I mean, at the end of the, at the, the end of the day, too, the amount of money that the city was making. Oh man, yeah. It's I mean, Sundays, like, so there's, just, there's a lot that goes into you know sports. You know, like they they drive revenue uh, for a lot of businesses, and so when business owners are happy, um, that's how Everybody. city is. Everybody's happy. That's how yeah. a city thrives, man. Is you know, you supporting local businesses by winning games. So get get on board. Charlotte's popping too. I remember because we walked from we had we parked at like a outside parking lot and walked to the, the entrance of the stadium or whatever. And I just remember like people outside like banging on drums and just like it was like a like a party atmosphere walking into the stadium. Like it was just so much. And this was we were like three and zero or something like that. It was early in the year. It was Houston. It was the game where Cam flipped into the end zone at the yeah. end of it. Because we were sitting in the end zone uh, when it happened, and um, just it just built off of that. And I feel like, okay, I can see where Houston is at this point. Where this is going to be the worst they're going to be, like you know, for the next three or yeah. four years. They're, that window always their windows right now. Especially like this whole rookie. This is his rookie year, mm-hmm. and he's doing all of this. You know what they're about now, to do like, this off season? Throw some money around, baby. You imagine somebody with T. lands down there. You got three yeah. years of CJ Stroud on a bargain deal. Oh my yeah. god! And and look at their division too. Like you, we don't know exactly what Anthony Richardson's going to be yet because he got hurt so early. And Tennessee's—they just fired Mike Vrabel. Um, like if I'm a free agent guy, if I'm a free agent guy, I'm hoping they choose me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can like, I play with you? Can, can I come over? <laughs> can I come hey, over? I heard they got that new Xbox. Y'all got a new Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> that's that CJ Stroud edition? I saw Bobby Slowick's <laughs> name start to creep higher on the list of Panther fans in terms of ahead of Ben Johnson in terms of what they like. Basically, it's all recency bias in terms of like yeah. who went like last. <laughs> no one wants Dan Quinn. No, I, yeah, I don't want Dan Quinn. But he's still considered there. the best DC or one of the best DCs in the NFL. But, you know. I don't want him. I don't want him. You know, it's funny yeah, too. Dan Quinn, you know, one of the other ones. Put up. How much? How many points they put up yesterday? Uh, who? Oh. Um, that uh, Green oh. Bay. Uh, forty-eight. 48. 48. Yeah, that's ease. a Dan Quinn defense right there, <laughs> <With> ain't it? <laughs> it felt like they let off the gas. Like towards I mean, the... we got to talk about this. Let's talk about this. Dan Quinn, right? When he coached for the Atlanta Falcons, he was the one that gave up that big lead, right? I yeah, wouldn't say anything, but yeah, it was him. In the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, it was him. And how funny is it that Bill Belichick could be their next head coach? <laughs> in that interview, who do you think brought that up first in that interview yesterday? The Falcons folks or, or Belichick? <laughs> like just sitting oh, like, oh, y'all want to yeah. talk about it or you want me to talk oh, about uh, it? <laughs> I want 28.3 Y'all want me to come here, but uh, let's talk about this. We're not going to have uh, – a 27 to 3 <laughs> lead blown ever again. That was watching that Green Bay. That, that was like he he spotted them points or something and then just let them just start doing what they were going to do because yeah. I wasn't sold on Dan Quinn all year because of that 28-3 thing. I remember watching that Super Bowl just like in awe. Like as soon as the yeah. first time they scored, I was like, they're about to come back and win this football game. <laughs> like Ow. literally, like it's about Ow. to go down. And they did. And Dan Quinn has been in my head ever since in terms of I don't want to. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we should. If you're gonna hire a DC, I'd rather have Kajiro. Uh, Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel. Vrabel. Mm. Mm. And I thought Vrabel would go to New England, but shout out to uh, talking about as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, like yeah. I like Vrabel as a head coach. Um. 
shout out to Gerard Mayo, who's now the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Um, and yeah, I like how man. they did it. I like how the Patriots did that, where they had it in the secession plan or whatever, that the league office, they have to submit it to the league office because people were asking, well, how come they don't have to interview coaches or whatever? If they already knew the secession plan and they submitted it to the office with the NFL, the NFL already knew what they were going to do. So once it started going down, there too, uh, outside linebackers coach Tim Lakabu is interviewing for their DC job. So good so, thing for him. Um, obviously, when you got a coaching change, you're probably going to be on your way out anyways. So if he can go out and get a DC <laughs> job, that's pretty damn good. Man, yeah. I wonder if Caleb Williams or that sounds like Drake May would be in New England with like the third pick because I think they have the pick. I he ain't going to be there. That's the thing. They're going to have to move up. Yeah, because so, uh, you're, you're talking Jaden Daniels potentially. Would he? Well, actually, would it, if you're Chicago, because I've been hearing Atlanta might trade with Chicago. So Atlanta would have like the – or no, Chicago would have like – The eighth pick. Eighth pick this year. Would Marvin Harrison Jr. still be there at eight? Oh, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Talk about Ryan Poles, though, like – he legit fleeced the Panthers and has an opportunity to do the same exact thing to somebody else this year. I was like, the NFC South. Like, <laughs> if it's Atlanta, like he's just fleecing it. the NFC South. Like That's why we, you, are we are. He has the chance to load up so many dra- high draft picks because he got the number one pick twice. And, like, oh, my gosh. Like, you get yeah. DJ Moore. You get uh, all those picks they got last year, whatever they get this year if they decide to, to trade out of it. I mean, oh that's the question is, like, do you trade out of it I and would. keep building around Justin Fields? Because I think he's an okay quarterback. I don't think – here's the thing. He's a game manager Yeah, to me. He hasn't that's shown okay. Me <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Is he a good one? Like, is he, is he, right. does he have the potential to be an elite game manager? That's the yeah. question. Because The potential piece is he has potential. Right, take him over uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels because that's the, those are the three coming out this year, right? Like I think I'd, I'd take him over. Fields. I'd take him over Jaden Daniels. I don't know about the yeah. other two. I don't yeah. know I, I, something about Caleb Williams. I don't know if I would take him number I'm one skeptical. overall. I'm yeah, really. I'm skeptical. I'm, I'm, I'm not really full. I'm not fully on board with Caleb. Caleb, yeah, either. Now Drake, uh, I've seen Drake for two years. Uh, he on the field he's he's as legit as you're going to hear like drake may is going to be a a 10 year plus nfl quarterback now what level i have no idea but he's going to be in the league for for 10 years yeah is he gonna is he gonna be like mitch trubisky is he gonna be i mitch might be in the league for 10 years too uh i've seen a lot of locks that have him going to washington which would be really funny Mm. seeing a carolina guy go and replace another carolina guy but (sighs) Yeah, and and actually, Sam Howell hasn't been that bad um, for yeah, Washington. Sam Howell just needs some direction, though. And some protection. Like, he, yeah, they need to talk about Nina Olan. He needs some protection. He got hit more than uh. Give him Ben Johnson. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that question, I don't think Chicago's going to hold on to that pick. Uh, I think they're going to trade it down. Um, if they stay in the top five, I would stay in the top five. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. Pair him with DJ Moore. You got DJ Moore on one side, Marvin Harris on the other side, Justin Fields at quarterback, and you've got all these other picks to fill in your, your defense and everything else. And, and a division, well, I was going to say the division's kind of going down, but we just talked about Green Bay. <laughs> so uh, that division's on the up. Um, and Minnesota's going to be back next year with Kirk. I'm telling you now. Yeah, I, I think so. I've been high on them. They, they're they going to make some moves. As long as he's healthy, they're going to be in the mix too. 
Um, before we get to the divisional round of the playoffs and these guys picks for it, and we'll keep some sort of record to see if we know what we're talking about or not as we go through the rest of the playoffs, um, like we did for we didn't check our preseason stuff to see if we well, we were completely wrong. <laughs> we were right. No, we were right. We were 100 <laughs> percent Yeah, hundred. We um, missed the damn thing. <laughs> any news on the Panthers GM search, uh Skyler? Um, you can actually check uh Skyler's work over at uh all SI for the All Panthers uh site there where his work is, and he's got daily stuff on the Panthers general manager candidates. It looks like they are going to hire a uh, a GM before they hire. Uh, That'd be the ideal way. Yeah, and I think they were up to like eighteen candidates, or maybe more than that at this point. Uh, what are you hearing in the in the building, Skyler, in terms of uh, where they're leaning? I, I I keep seeing that they actually really like Dan Morgan, and I don't know how I feel about that because he was already here. So, I, but I I love Dan Morgan, so. What well, are you hearing? It, it kind of lines up with some of the guys they're looking at, right? I mean, Brant Tillis, Alec Hallaby, um, Mateo from the Ravens, a few others. All those guys have salary cap backgrounds, negotiating backgrounds. Not so much of the scouting background, which is what Dan Morgan has more of. So you can kind of see that there's a potential pairing idea in place where they would like to to maybe have Dan Morgan still involved in some way, whether that's he's the GM and they add one of these guys as an assistant GM, or I don't know if co-GM's a thing, but hmm. they could maybe do something like that where one handles the scouting side of it, the other handles the, the negotiating and contract piece of it. Um or maybe they could just go of football operations or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or they just go one way or the other. I think they want to keep Dan Morgan around. Um, it's just going to come down to the best candidate that they see externally. Does it match well and mix well with the current front office that they have in place? So I like, I like Brant Tillis a lot from the chiefs. He interviewed, I believe a couple of days ago or last week. I can't remember what day he interviewed. He and Mateo interviewed actually it was yesterday, I think. So um, to me, if I had to guess, Tillis is probably my favorite to land the job if they don't go Dan Morgan. But again, it's still early in this process. There's going to be more guys added to this. There's going to be more that uh, that maybe overtake him as the, the front runner or the favorite as these interviews go on. But I will also note my Raiders guy, Hondo Carpenter, um, covers the Raiders for SI Fan Nation. I actually had a call with him yesterday, and he gave me a lot of insight on Champ Kelly, the interim GM for the Raiders, who they hope to retain and appoint as the, the full-time GM there. Hmm. He thinks Carolina is making a seriously strong push for Champ Kelly. And it sounds like if they can hire Champ Kelly, they will do everything – well, not do everything they can, but – it sounds like they would really, really prefer to land Champ Kelly. So they're really high on him, but I wouldn't wouldn't rule out Brant Tillis either. And we kind of have a deadline because we kind of talked about this last week where today's the 16th as we're taping this. Uh, the teams can start interviewing coaches in person starting Monday the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so really interviewing virtually. They're doing virtual. So like the when I said Belichick went, uh, visit or had the interview with Atlanta yesterday, I assume it was by Zoom or whatnot. Um well, with, Harbaugh, 
Well, he's actually not attached, so I guess yeah, he he's not on the staff. So I believe he can interview in person. Harbaugh interviewed with the Chargers yesterday. Um, I have not heard anything about Harbaugh and Carolina in terms of them meeting, talking, interviewing, anything of that sort, which uh, makes me sad because um, it, it does appear that Harbaugh is not coming back because McCarthy yeah. declared for the draft, and um, there's nothing left for him to do. He's he's coming back. It's just a matter it, of where he it, lands. It's going to end up, you know. I mean, that's that's my, my gut feeling. He may take another interview elsewhere, but when you look at the setup that the Chargers have, I mean, it, it's it's honestly one of the most attractive jobs out there. Even if even if the Cowboys job opened up, Ooh. this is going to sound crazy, Ooh. but I would Ooh. take the Chargers job over the Cowboys because you have a legitimate franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. Dak Prescott, I mean – Is he? Franchise because he got an extension coming up. Like you're not getting more out of Dak Prescott. Well, I think it was uh Andrew Lofsky or somebody was like, just blow the whole thing up, Cowboys. Like at this point, because you've hit a ceiling of where you can go, <clears throat> and unless you're willing to, would to you do trade? That. Would you would you trade? Let's say Micah Parsons and somebody else to the Bears for the number one pick for Caleb Williams. Micah Parsons and somebody else. No, no. <laughs> I trade no. Dak Prescott. <laughs> I trade Dak Prescott and somebody else. <laughs> one pick. Sorry, Dak Dakota. I'm sorry, but Mike has got to stay, right? Like Mike is the best player they got. Well, I mean, if they're yeah, if, Michael if Parsons, the Michael, Michael Parsons, <laughs> Parsons is the best player on their team. But if they're gonna blow it up, I mean, because mm. they can't run the ball. That was the problem. They can't run the ball. They couldn't all year. Uh, yeah, I think Tony Pollard had like one 100 yard game. They struggled running the ball for sure. And, and something that was irritating me watching that game, it felt like Dallas was playing with like 200 pound guys in the, in the secondary and like in the linebacking core. So they looked little. So, like, a lot of times when Green Bay was running those power runs, they were just running through guys. Like, they were just too little. Yeah. There was one where the guy was just like, <laughs> like trying to tackle him. He just got ran over because he, he was like 80 pounds less weight than the dude that he was trying to bring down. Like, the whole th- it reminded me of when uh, Phil Snow's defense was here, and we'd have those games where the defense played great for like three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter you could see them just being tired on TV because they were just so much smaller than everybody. It was those Jeremy Chin type players he would have that could he kind of mix and match and put them in different spots or whatever. That's what it reminded me of. So no to Dan Quinn. Somebody said it earlier. Four City Kitty Dan Quinn is a no. Um, here's a question because we, we talked about this last week with Brian Burns. And I, I don't know why I had the brain fart. We didn't even bring up the franchise tag that they can still tag him. It's not like he can just walk away or whatever. Uh, the Panthers still technically own him until they figure out what they want to do. Zach Jose asked, what are the chances the Panthers use the exclusive tag on Burns? I'd rather keep him, but you would get two first round picks that they end up losing him in free agency, but they got to keep Burns. Um, to be honest, Zach, I don't think we can answer any question about Brian Burns until we know who the GM and the head coach are going to be. Uh, it's just so hard. Like, yeah, we can't we can't park the the horse before the wagon or the hat wagon before the horse. <laughs> yeah, Burns said it too in his exit interview. He's like, "I want to be here, but they got stuff to figure out, and I'm not Panthers, exactly top priority." And the Panthers, if they want to keep him around, you you have to find out a deal because you franchise tagging is such a pain in the you know what because mm-hmm. it provides uncertainty still. You don't have the long term future locked up. But more importantly, you're paying a really expensive contract for one year because you're not just paying – like if you if you give him – let's just make things easy. I'm not saying this is his worth or value or anything. 
say you give them a hundred million dollar deal for five years. I'm gonna try to see okay. what it is for. That's that's years. that's gonna average out. You can average that out throughout how many years over years. If you pay them one year on a on a franchise tag, you're paying over value yeah. in most so cases. It says the projected franchise tag for defensive ends uh, for 2023 was 19727000 Well, what's outside linebacker? Since um, he switched. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Um, I guess it depends on and, – and I think they can go and kind of fight this if there's any type of, like – Disagreement about where he played. Linebackers more twenty million, uh, yeah. twenty point nine. Between outside or inside, just linebacker. So he probably would want to go in as a linebacker at this point. Since they so, Skyler, would you say that the first thing that you know a GM that comes in, the first thing that they're going to have to address is Brian Burns? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean. Yeah. You have to figure out what that that contract's going to look like because you want to be able to go into free agency and spend some money on some receivers, some offensive linemen. You don't want to go and play this thing into the deep parts of the spring or summer, not have anything figured out with Burns, and then you're handicapped because you don't know what to do. You only have so much money to spend. So I think you've got to figure that thing first out, first and foremost, before you find out anything else. I said Derek Brown. It should be one A, one B. I would try to get Derek Brown well, extended right now. I think. Well, the good thing with Brown is like he still has another year, so you yeah, have plenty of time to figure that out. Burns, yeah, you, you can figure, figure that. You out can now. figure that out like down the road, and you oh, can and figure Lugu. that out mid season next year. No, no. Now Lugu's unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken, right? So he can just go wherever with no conversation to us. So I would, I would definitely have Lugu up there in terms of. Because that, that's going to be the selling point for the head coach coming in, I would think, is the pieces on like, defense. That's all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all we got. Yeah, that's all we got is the people on defense. So I would think that whoever comes in is coming in with the idea of, okay, I know I've got this on defense. I've got a dude that's turned into like Aaron Donald 2.0 on my defensive line on and Derek Brown that I can build around. I've got an all-pro t- DE in Burns. I've got a linebacker in Luvu. I've got a top-10 pick in J.C. Horn in the secondary. Like I've got things at all three levels. I can work with on the defense. The offense is something else. We'll we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> the defense, I, I can work with this. So it just depends on who comes in and who takes it. And that's why I want a defensive minded coach because they'll recognize that stuff before offensive minded coach will, I think, um, and kind of go from there. Um, let's let's get into the the uh, divisional round uh, here, and I'll pull up the playoff bracket uh, for us to share for us to see. Make sure everybody can. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and we'll go do our pickums. And if you if you're new to believe in Panthers, usually preseason what we do, we'll go to the Panthers schedule and uh naively we go through each game and try to pick what's gonna happen three months later. <laughs> it's it never happens the way we think it's gonna happen. Lord knows this season did not happen the way we predicted. What did we pick? Ten wins? Ten for, who? for Carolina. Who I think I said seven. seven. Six or seven. Yeah, you were low. You were you were low. Me and Scott, I mean, me and Stu were high. We were I like think ready Stu to said like 10, seventeen and 9, 16 and one. Yeah, we yeah. were dead wrong. We got it. Yeah, we were dead wrong. <laughs> we were dead wrong. wrong. <laughs> Who did we have in the Super Bowl? Because it, it was some weird thing. Didn't we? Did we actually have Baltimore going far? I think we had. I remember Seattle distinctly. We had them going far for some reason. I don't remember because we did it a couple times and Seattle kept popping up. I don't remember why. We were high on Geno Smith. Um, on the AFC side, I think we couldn't get past Kansas City. I think we had Kansas City Philly. I think we had a rematch. 
That sounds familiar. Yeah, that odd, man. No, <laughs> no, I don't think I will see that. Um, let's start off. Uh, let's start off actually on the AFC side. Yep. The five seed Cleveland. Oh wait, no, that's not right. Um, no, the four seed Cleveland Houston. Out. Yeah, the four seed Houston taking on the one seed Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Is there any chance CJ Stroud can beat this Ravens team and and advance yeah. to the AFC championship? Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say it out loud because <laughs> Lamar's only one. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, See, Lamar's in the same boat as Dak to me in terms of postseason he, stuff. He's got to uh, win some playoff games. Same, I wouldn't say the same boat. He got to win some playoff yeah. Man, Dak's two and five in the playoffs. Well, I mean, when you get into these situations in the playoffs, I always kind of look at like each team, like how they got there and all that stuff. Baltimore obviously is the more experienced team, the more talented team. But yeah. Tex, the Texans are playing with house money right now. Like, no one expected them to be there. No one expected them to win their first game. They're dangerous, and man. All the pressure's on Baltimore. It's yep. like, yeah. okay, it's time for Lamar to to make a run here. And I don't know. I, I, I think teams like Houston are dangerous because, again, no one expected them to be there. Did you see him on the Pat McAfee show? I think it was like last week when someone was like, ah, oh, you got no chance. He's like, no, we ain't got no chance against Baltimore. All right. So, you know he's playing with the chip on his shoulder, and I think that whole team kind of embodies that. They're loose. They're loose. But this is the best Baltimore team Lamar Jackson's had, I think, since he's been in Baltimore. Like, I think this is their best shot. And it opens up where they shouldn't have to leave Baltimore. Well, they wouldn't have to leave Baltimore if they just went through. Um, yeah. I'll let y'all pick. Who, who, Stu, who you got? Houston, Baltimore. Man. It's kind of tough. It's tough because I like both quarterbacks, and I love Lamar Jackson. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the Texans just because, oh. just because I, I, I think, I, I think, I think <laughs> this is the reason why earlier this year, man, they, they played, they played and lost to the Ravens earlier this year. But from what I remember, it was pretty close until sometime late in the third quarter. Um, where the Ravens kind of took off. And that was earlier in the year. So C.J. Stroud has grown up throughout this whole season. Hmm. And if he's anything what we've seen as of late, and if that guy shows up to the game on Saturday, I ain't got no other choice but to pick him. Baltimore got if I'm trying, if, I, if I'm a betting, if I'm a betting man, I'm picking the Houston Texans. Skyler, so I hmm. really want to agree with you, Stu. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love C.J. Stroud. You guys know it. I've said for a long time I love C.J. Stroud, but Baltimore's defense, man, Mike McDonald, what he's done. I mean, that's a whole reason why he's <laughs> one of the top candidates for head coaching jobs out there right now. That defensive line is nasty. They get after the quarterback. They average like three and a half sacks a game. They are a tough customer. And for a rookie quarterback going on the road for the first time in the playoffs, it's a tall task. I'm not saying CJ can't do it. I'm not trying to doubt him, but I've got to go Baltimore here. They can't, the Texans can't run the ball. That's been their one issue all season long they can't run the ball if you can't run the ball and you go to baltimore 
Good luck. It's going to be all a I tough can. sledding. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding because he's <laughs> he's definitely not a run first guy either. No. All right. Well, that, actually, yeah. Skylar made uh, pretty good points about the Texans. Plus, I've got the image of the Texans playing us in our head. I mean, in my head, in terms of what did our defense do to stop this Texans uh, offense or whatever. If the Panthers' defense can hold them to 13 points or, or whatever it was, yeah, man. That, was, that, was a, they, they, that was a trap game. <laughs> I, I remember thinking game. going into that week, it's like our defense is going to be super juiced because they're going to want to play well to make Bryce look better than CJ because that was the narrative going into the game or whatever. Um, I, but they're on the road. You're right. Rookie first road game playoff, Baltimore. Lamar's gone through this already. Lamar's like already like a couple of steps ahead of the timeline where CJ CJ is now. So like I, I got to pick Lamar was my MVP of the league. Like I'm a, I'm going to go with the Ravens uh, at home against a feisty Texans team. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or it ain't going to be 48 to 18 or whatever it was in that Green Bay Dallas game in the fourth, but I think the Ravens are going to move on. So I'll I'll top break that and give you the Ravens. Uh the bottom ooh um God, in Buffalo, uh, and this time it's taking place in Buffalo. Uh, first time Pat Mahomes will have played a road playoff game in 15 playoff uh, games. Um, of course, Super Bowl being a neutral Incredible. site. But, yeah, he's never had to play away from Arrowhead, and he's going to have to play Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're, would you say that's their biggest rival, like right now, the Bills? I or mean, in some ways, they yeah, played in the playoff. playoff like sure. Yeah, they got a San Francisco-Dallas thing going on, um, like from the 90s or whatever. Uh, Skyler, I'll start off with you. This one, uh, and this is the night game Sunday night, I believe. So this is this the is, this is one I'm I'm just I'm so excited to watch. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, this is why we all love football. Get into the playoffs. These really interesting matchups. Top quarterback like, they're gonna put it on peacock they're going out on thursday do like oh guess what we're gonna just put this on peacock so you gotta y'all gonna watch it y'all gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> y'all gonna watch it we know <laughs> you know i i don't like i i said this last night out loud to myself or if my wife was listening and, and cared to listen then maybe she she heard me say it but i have this weird feeling about the bills man like they've they it just feels like everything is starting to come together for them when a, a month or so ago everyone was panicking like oh my gosh this team's not even gonna make the playoffs is sean mcdermott gonna get fired that whole situation that he had with the comments about 9-11 like all that oh, yeah. it was just a mess right and mm-hmm. it seems like everything's just starting to come together this team has rallied around sean mcdermott i don't know i i feel like this is their year to get to the super bowl I don't know that they will, but I think they get past the Chiefs this week. I mean, you just said it. This is Patrick Mahomes' first road game. Yeah. It's going to be a cold, you-know-what environment. I'm going with the Bills, yeah. man. People were mad they moved that game, that Buffalo Steelers game, to Monday or whatever. Like, well, what about the people that got jobs and this and that? I'm like, do you know where the Buffalo Stadium is? It's literally like you know, <laughs> like a residential neighborhood. Like, those people ain't going to work. <laughs> There's 14. Yeah, them people, are, going, the them people, like, them people are waiting for to crash down on them tables. That's what like, they come doing. on. Like, we were going to take the day off anyway. Like, hey, you didn't go. Coming, so you can either fire me. Even if you didn't move the game, table. we wouldn't go to work on Monday. We, we got to go do this game. So, like, <clears> I think uh, – Mm, Stu, but you, you you picked who? You picked Buffalo. Um, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. And I would go with, like I'm I always said, the window. They're at the end of that window. So if they're going to yeah. bust through, this would be the year. Uh, Stu, yeah. Bills. I'm going, bu- I'm going Buffalo as well. And basically, 
I don't think that the hmm. Kansas City Chiefs have enough firepower um, yeah. in the receiving room um, because it's going to take multiple guys getting off the jam. And that's one of the things that the Buffalo Bills have showcased over the last couple of weeks that I've been watching them is their ability in the secondary to be physical, especially in the red zone. <clears throat> and that makes it hard for guys to create separation. You know, um, the way they play defense and rally to the ball, I mean, watching, you know, what was that pick in the end zone? Randolph or Rudolph um, threw that pick in the end zone this past week. I think he was throwing it to maybe uh, receiver Johnson. Um, yeah. Right there in the corner. But just a play like that to me just like stands out because these receivers aren't playing not to lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that, or the, the, the secondary, not the receivers. The, the, the secondary is not playing not to lose. They're playing to make plays on the ball, every single play. And you get that mixture going into the playoffs, that confidence in the secondary. I mean, Kansas City, Chief, Kansas City Chiefs are where they are basically because they've been kind of manhandled throughout the year by teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting in the face of the quarterback beating up on Travis Kelsey. Like, you're not just going to run free all the time. Like, um, this is a per perfect mixture of why the Buffalo Bills have an edge. And so I just think that secondary is going to come to play, and it's going to be a long night for uh, Patrick Mahomes. And Rasul Douglas will be back for this game. That's a huge piece for Buffalo secondary. So – it's already a tough, stingy secondary as it is, but you add Rasul Douglas to that mix. Yeah. That's going to be tough sledding for Patty. I got I to burn out some of these sounds. So y'all do. Do you believe? Y'all believe in the uh, in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, <laughs> y'all believe in them. I, I do want to say, because this might be the last time I get a chance to even talk about her. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mess. I'm going to tell you why we mess. I ain't mad. I'm going to defend you, Taylor Swift. Everyone that's uh, <laughs> yeah, the swag surf. Everyone, leave her alone. Leave that girl alone. She, no one ever taught her how to properly swag surf. She tried to put a little sauce on it. Like, no, just let her be. She out there having. Mama Kelsey was her, not having it though. She <laughs> was not. She was still, <laughs> uh, no more camera. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> Man, look, they can make fun of her all she all they all they want. It was I'm her. I'm like, look. It was so funny I'm because I, I had a um I had to call a high school basketball doubleheader on Friday uh at my alma mater and I'm calling it and in between the girls game and the boys game uh the DJ put on swag surfing so the student section for my alma mater bless their hearts they tried to like coordinate and get it together and you know how like when it's not together and like one row is doing something and the other row is doing something else like there's the always wave. a dude over it's here like in the the corner. Wave where the wave just yeah. turns into like a <laughs> literally i had to get off the mic <laughs> put my headset down walk over to him like look before the season is over i'm going to teach y'all how to swag surf because that was disgusting i don't know what that was that was <laughs> that was all over the place but we're gonna figure this out together <laughs> like i'm not gonna leave y'all out here hanging y'all can't be doing this to us so uh and, and then taylor did that <laughs> the next day on TV, and I was just like, "Oh man, she don't even know she's on TV." Like, I leave that girl alone, man. She just, nah, she know, <laughs> she just enjoyed her life. Um, yeah. so we got the uh the Bills moving on. Ravens Bills AFC Championship. 
in Baltimore. That would mm-hmm. that's good stuff. Okay, NFC, Green Bay, San Francisco. Um, Stu, San Francisco. I did not think the best team all year uh, in the C- NFL. C- but C Mac, C Mac is about to bring a whole another a whole another level of juice mm. that we haven't even seen this year, and that's what it's going to take uh, for them to win. Um, because you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking to myself, "Man, I hope they hadn't peaked." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And my my actual belief um, is that Christian McCaffrey is about to show us something that no one's ever seen before in playoffs. Just you know, the a 700 yard performance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's about to do something that I, like 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 you can't put it past him, man. He's he's a talent that makes teams better um that made that that has made history um not just history uh, on the level of you know some old you know new rinky dink team but history within a great franchise franchise 49ers you know and um so i just think that this year is just going to be a continuation of of record-breaking success and so Gotta gotta give it to the San Francisco 49ers. You know, all the talent they have, you know, around Purdy. You can't bet against that. It's hard. But if it's gonna happen, <laughs> it's gonna happen it because the Green Bay, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers also got some heat that we looked at and seen as of recent at that receiving court. Mm-hmm. So um, but I don't think they, they ain't gonna have enough for uh, Christian McCaffrey in the forty nine. What do you think, Skylar? Uh, San Francisco, Green Bay, and San Fran. San Fran's the I'm, one seed. Loaded. I'm torn on all these four. Like I, I legitimately might go and four this week. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, I, I really, I really like San Francisco just because of how much talent they have. It's it's insane how loaded that roster is. But I, I don't know. I get these gut feelings, man. And like Green Bay, the way they played, and and I hope it's not just a a recency bias thing. But Jordan Love, I'm telling you, is just playing lights out right now. I saw and he's like in the past nine games, he's had like 21 touchdowns and one interception or something like that. Yeah. So. The the one throw, and I know he kind of underthrew, but he was under immense pressure. That one where the guy was just wide open down the field and he had yeah. to stop turn around and get it he looked like aaron Rodgers on that throw and there's something to be said too about as we haven't mentioned in this episode the green bay packers and their i don't even want to call it luck their, their due diligence at quarterback the past 30 plus years <laughs> to go from brett Favre for 15 years to aaron Rodgers for 15 years to now jordan love and there was questions about love. Could he be that next one? I think he's checked all the boxes after this season. Yeah. Like he's it. Like going you know, forward, you draft a quarterback that could arguably start on a team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and that be like a you know, kind of like a a threat. I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember when they drafted him, and and you know all the fuss about, you know, how Aaron Rodgers might feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure he felt like, well, dang, like I'm not doing enough here. 
It takes, Give me a lot receiver. it takes a lot of guts as an organization to say, hey, look, bud, you're getting older. You're going to be here for a couple more years, but you're not going to be here all your life. I, so I we need to prepare really, for our future here. That, I was that, really wrong on Jordan Love because yeah. coming out of college, I mean, this was a guy that lived in the 50% completion rate his whole time at Utah State. And I, when they took him in the draft, I'm like, if you're going to take a, a guy to, to be – Successor to Aaron Rodgers, that's that's not to me who you would take. But I mean, clearly they know what the hell they're doing. Um, maybe they saw a lot of those incompletion rates as dropped or something. Yeah, so, or just <laughs> let me get my hands on them. So, like, they uh, so do, wait, did you pick who did you pick? Scott? No, I know I didn't pick yet. So, no. I I really, really want to go Green Bay, I really do, but I feel like it's just recency bias and. We need to see something more. So I guess I'll go San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, not so we, got, so we got 49ers. And then as we wrap up here, Lions, Bucks um, over on the NFC side. Uh, Skyler? I can't go against MCDC. I mean, that team is so fun to watch. They're easy to root for. They're like your 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 old school blue collar, you know, hard work. Can you uh, can you explain MCDC? What, 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 what <laughs> it took me a minute in my head. I was like, you, you don't know MCDC? MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell, baby. Motor, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MCDC. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, I, I gotta go with uh, those guys that like to rip people's kneecaps off and chew them and spit them out or whatever the heck that he said a couple of years ago. That's a team that's confident right now. Jared Goff's playing really, really well. Yep. Baker Mayfield um, and, and the Bucks. I think they just kind of caught the Eagles at the worst time possible for Philly, the best time possible for them. So I'm going to go Detroit. Stu? Detroit, baby. Right. Hopefully, hopefully Eminem's in the house too. So you can see him again <laughs> in the suites. So okay, so Ravens, Bills, AFC Championship, 49ers, Lions, NFC Championship. Were we consensus all the way around? I think so. No, no, no. I, was, um, I was Houston, baby. Yeah, he picked oh, the Texans. Right, yeah, right. and we mean you picked the Ravens. Everything else, though. Uh, yeah, that Chiefs Bills game, though, just kind of. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. Yeah, so, yeah, so we got some good matchups, man. Like, I'm, I'm. It's always weird every year, like, because we never. This wasn't the 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 grouping of playoff teams that we thought <laughs> we were going to have no, in terms of no. like in the division round. But there, there's some good matchups here. Like, I, I division 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 weekend is probably the best weekend in sports, other than March Madness opening round, first and second round. Uh, the upsets and everything, but this weekend coming up, the games we're going to have on Saturday and Sunday, all of them are good, in my opinion. Uh, even the Bucks Lions game looks pretty interesting now after what we just saw what the Bucks did last night. So, um, two wins we'll away see. from the Super Bowl. Two wins away from the Super Bowl. So, can you imagine if Baker Mayfield is a Super Bowl champion when all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> if he's the Super Bowl MVP, oh, or or if the San Francisco 49ers hand out rings to like or, five former Panthers? You, you really, <laughs> you really want to make it worse. <laughs> Tampa and Houston in the Super Bowl. C.J. Stroud versus Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Jeez, this is this is ridiculous. Oh. And then Buffalo is half is Carolina North. We call them Carolina North. We've been calling that for years. Buffalo's still in this. Yeah. It's just crazy looking around the teams that are still playing that have been affected by 
either moves we've made or players we've sent off or whatever the past five years that are active right now. I also do want to apologize to Jordan Love because I believe at some point last offseason we were talking about, you know, different trade options and quarterback scenarios for the Panthers, and I think we we referenced Jordan. And I was like, that guy has no trade value. Like I remember why, that. <laughs> why, why would you trade for Jordan Love if your if your job is on the line if you're Scott Fitter? Why would you do that? Jordan so, Love. Uh, that my apologies, to Jordan. Jordan. You can't know everything, Skyler. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Love watched that episode and like taped a picture of you in his locker. It was like <laughs> that guy. That guy. Skyler, man, Skyler. Don't get him. I tell you I just, what, though, <laughs> it would say a lot for Green Bay Packers if Jordan Love wins. And like if they beat the 49ers, man. Oh man, oh that's a lot of talk about. about what Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to do as a leader. Mm, ooh, that because, start, yeah. Because isn't that like the they've lost to the 49ers, I feel like that's the that's every kind chance of a storm. Had, yep. And I, you know, I know a lot of Packer fans that I know a lot of Packer fans I'm friends with that are not Aaron Rodgers fans, and they bring that up constantly. Well, well, he couldn't beat the 49ers, like you know, he couldn't do this. And I'm like, dang, he's back to back MVP. Plays for you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we couldn't beat the 49ers, so you know, what good is that? I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. Um, I just remembered I was supposed to read this two minutes into the show. We're ending it now. I'm gonna read the read for uh <laughs> for Online. Where the game ends. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh with the NFL playoffs right around the corner and NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores with the additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there anytime to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, and that'll be where we end uh, today's episode of Believe in Carolina Panthers. I've got this written down, so we'll check next week and see how correct we are. Hopefully, we'll have a general manager um, in place by the time we come back next week. I would think because uh, it'll be it'll be the day after they can start interviewing coaches in person. So uh, we should have a lot to discuss by then. And we'll start previewing the, cha- the conference championship games as well. So for Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, this is Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks presented by Bet Online. Keep out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.